You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, it is Nikki Glazer, and you're listening to the You Up podcast version of the show. And uh, we had a great show this week. Every week we have eight hours of listening entertainment for you. Maybe you already listened to the show and maybe you want to hear the best of and and, and re-listen. Or maybe this is your first taste of the show and because uh, it's free, because it's a podcast. Well, what I'm telling you now is to get a serious subscription. Once you hear the show today, you are going to want one. And you're going to want to get on board because you will be able to listen to us every single week. Eight hours of this kind of programming. And you're going to love it. We have a great uh, podcast lined up for you today. A lot of hits chosen from the week. The best of is what it's called. And I'm here, as always, with my partner, my co-host, Tom Takar. Did I squirt that? Did I squirt that? Squirt, squirt. I guess the people listening to this won't know yeah, that we're squirtation yet. If this is the first time listening to um, this show, which it is the first time listening to the podcast because it's the first episode, but if this is your first intro into the You Up world, we do call our listeners the Squirt Nation, the Squirters. Squirt, squirt is our call out to you. <laughs> yes. And you you answer back, squirt, squirt, just so you know the Drill. Got a great show for you today. Uh, great podcast. I'm excited that this is our first podcast. This is something we've wanted to do for a while so that people could get a taste of what the show is. We've been at the show for uh, about three months now. It's really found a groove. Man, it's flying by. It's it's one of the most so fun cool things shit. that I do. I would be a, a listener to the show if I wasn't hosting it. Yeah. I, it's, I, I make a radio show. To it. I should We I, should, after the show, we should listen to it immediately. That's a good point. So let's go listen to this podcast with our listeners right now. Coming up on the show, we have a lot of guests for you. Ian Fidance is featured prominently in stories and in uh, some of the episode you're going to hear today. He is a regular on the show. He is in studio right now. Say hi, Ian. That's right. Hi. Hello. My name's Ian, and how's your butthole? He's on the show every Thursday, and that is his catchphrase. How's your butthole? Um, so it's me, Nikki Glazer, Tom Dakar, Ian Fidance, and a bunch of friends and celebrity guests. I hope you enjoy the podcast this week. Here you go. You um, one of the last remaining munchkins, Jerry Marin uh, from The Wizard of Oz, the original movie, died at the age of 98 this week. And uh, I actually had an experience with him at about 10 years ago on a flight and um, here's where I talk about what he meant to me. I got a, an email from my father um, with some sad news for me and um, not to, it, I mean it's still it's sad. Um, Jerry Marin died. Jerry Marin, let me tell you who this is. He was one of the original munchkins. I think yeah, he's one of the, the last, last surviving munch. He was the last one. Mm-hmm. And now he is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Jerry Marin. He lived to the age of 98. Wow. Uh, little person, a dwarf size, right? Um, Jerry Marin, who danced into pop culture in 1939 as the tartaned costume candy toting munchkin leader of the Lollipop Guild, a role that overshadowed a lifetime of quiet off screen work to bring dignity to dwarfs died on may 24th in san diego he was 98 um he was married to another one of the original munchkins let me get to that part of this i have a a, how do you know all this because i did a bunch of radio yesterday and this is the story this was the story yesterday i thought you really had a lot of info okay did you do you have any other information because i have a story with him this was shit so mr marin married elizabeth barrington marin also a dwarf in 1975 uh she wasn't on the oh yeah she became known as um, at Wizard of Oz fan events for wearing a T-shirt that read "I partied with the Munchkins." Um, <laughs> this is such a sad thing. Um, 
What? In in his obituary, it says no immediate family members survive. Oh no. So he's kind of, well, let me just talk about him for a second because I actually had the chance of meeting him. Um, I was on a flight from St. Louis to Los Angeles in 2000, I want to say nine or 10 when I was whatever age I was then, it doesn't even matter. But um, I was 25 and I was on a flight and I was in a window seat and seated next to me on this flight were Jerry and his wife, two munchkins sitting next to me in the middle and aisle seat. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, and they she had on a hat and a shirt, and they had on all the th- like Munchkin stuff. Like very proud of being Munchkins, yeah. the nicest people ever. The I chatted with them. Was a yellow brick road. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we chatted the whole way, and they were just so kind. And um, and I'm just gonna toot my own horn for a second because the one thing I remember from it was that Jerry told me because we talked for hours on the flight, and then we eventually landed and. And he was 89 at that point. Jesus. I mean, this was 2009 at the the earliest. It was probably 2010. So he was 90. And his wife was also very old. And, um... And I was telling him about like, oh, I just did the Tonight Show. I had just done the Tonight Show, so I was at least twenty-four. And I was telling him about that, and he was like, "That is amazing." It was like, t- like just very interested in my career. Like for someone who's ninety to be interested in a t- like twenty-five-year-old's life, he was just like so sweet. And they were both teaching, telling me about the business and what they've done since then, which they were both prolific. Mm-hmm. And she was so proud of her husband's accomplishments, mm. and he was so proud of her. And they were both taking care of each other the whole flight in such a sweet way. It was like relationship goals Mm. like beyond your wildest dreams like Uh they both loved each other so much it was so it was like one of those things that happens to you where you're like this the world is putting us together because we landed and I was I think I had just moved back home to St. Louis and I was going to LA to visit for like a trip but I was like feeling really sad in my life I had done the tonight show but nothing happened from that I had moved back home I was out of money I was living back home and I just felt sad and I remember he was like we were like on the tarmac, like taxiing to our gate after we had landed. And he goes, um, you know what? You're like, I'm not going to do his voice, but he yeah. had a munchkin voice. <laughs> yeah, he did have yeah. a munchkin voice. I was voice. wondering if he had a, oh, yeah. that voice. You know, they, they talk did like they this. talk like this? Yes, yes. He was like, oh, Nikki. I'm so proud and of you, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, he said, he goes, and, and not many people have said this to me in my life. I honestly could probably count a couple, but... Um, he goes, can you get this off the shelf for me? <laughs> he, he asked me, can you get my luggage? And uh, it stayed with me forever. Let's let's move on. So uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so he uh, he said to me when we landed, he goes, and this is why my dad sent me this um, obituary. This is the first I've heard that he died. I didn't get the news yesterday because I didn't listen to Ian on one of 18 podcasts he did yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but he said, um. How's your butt? <laughs> <laughs> End it with that. How's your butthole? Yeah, every time you laugh, just ah, how's your butthole? <laughs> um, so he goes, you know what? You're gonna make it. He was like, you're, you're gonna be, you're gonna have anything you want in this business. I just know it about you. And he was like, and his wife goes, he doesn't say this. He doesn't do this. And I go, that's so nice. Oh, that's so nice. And he goes, no, I'm serious. You have whatever it takes. I can feel your energy. I know what I... He literally was like, 
I swear to God, he no, had no, some I, meat, I, weird munchkin like I, that's what senses. I was, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, but I didn't want to be rude. Sense. He is this like munchkin <laughs> gypsy energy. Honestly, like it, it felt special <laughs> because he just he has been in the business for so long, but he really gave me. If and you whether help he a munchkin with their luggage, you get a wish. <laughs> well, whatever it was, like it felt like such a gift to me at that point, and that brings me back to the idea of. When you want to give someone a compliment or give someone, because I kept that with me for so mm-hmm. long, and it like to have someone just say, you know what, I believe in you, and you have what it takes. It really does give you a boost yes. up. Like it just is that <laughs> which is what he needs right. to get into bed uh-huh. um, <laughs> before he died in uh-huh. his bed, surrounded by no loved ones because oh. he was survived by no one. Mr. Except for all his well son, wishes of others. Except for his son, Mark Marin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Boost. it is like, to say like it. you know when you're like climbing up something and just one little hand, like, like a, a pressure of like, yes, but Sorry. like the just a little bit of like a, a compliment like that or someone yeah. believing you, a teacher saying, wow, you're actually good uh-huh. at this, you should pursue this, means so goddamn much. For sure. So when Definitely. you are feeling those things about someone that you see, I don't care if it's just a random girl in public and you're like, wow, she, uh, like, I like your, just tell people yeah. when you have a compliment for them. Tell people because it matters. And the opposite is true, it, too. Like, when someone's koozie doesn't matter, tell them that. And it will tell them, them that it will they're designed. Them forever. And, it, and also, <laughs> when you give someone a compliment, be righteous and true of heart of it. Don't do it to get something back. Well, yeah. Like, don't tell someone, like, hey, I think you're really beautiful because you want to, like, date them. Like, say it because you mean it. Well, that's the thing is, like, people that do it. that will not listen to that advice because it's how they get things in right, life right. and if that's wanna, like how they operate but yeah he had nothing to gain from having that conversation no, with you that was such a nice you know, genuine moment i think we all have those moments where we are compelled to tell someone something very sincere or like we have a, a really good feeling about someone or we just think something sweet about someone and we stop ourselves from saying it because it's vulnerable it might make it might change the conversation just to interrupt uh-huh. and be like mm-hmm. hey by the way you're like you are incredible. Like I, I like I, doing that. I I, I like you being, do that. We need to be more effusive with one another. Mm-hmm. We when we feel these things about someone that are positive things, there's no reason to ever hold that back. Unless you're like your tits are amazing, <laughs> maybe hold that back. Or like you know, I just that pussy say, smell you, uh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, your pussy smells great from here. Whatever it is, <laughs> unless you're Jerry, because then you're at the level, and I trust that. <laughs> I've got a nose for pussy. He was so sweet. I'm so I'm I'm glad he is in wherever he is. I don't know where he is. That's the thing. I um on a step ladder to heaven. Yeah, he's <laughs> not a stairway. stairway. <laughs> <laughs> on a ramp to heaven. Comedian Tom Papa was in studio this week, and we talked to him about. Uh, I had recently seen the movie Coco, which I watched in my hotel room one night. And I have a lot of thoughts on it, and he helped me process them with the help of Tom Takar, too, who um, who cried a lot. <laughs> what the hell? I saw the movie Coco this weekend. Oh, hell oh, yeah. I saw that. I love Coco. Please tell me you it liked was, Coco. It, you didn't like it? It was an animated film of passion. It, it's a beautiful film. It, it is. Yeah. Why did you love Coco so I, much? The story was great. The, I loved the music. No. It's, Remember me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's so the music good. is good. Here's my problem with the story. Yes. No one's family forbids them from listening to music. That is uh, a ridiculous thing, plot point. I have a story like, to no tell you music. about my family, Nikki. No music. <laughs> no, that would never but it happen. Was because you the would not guy play. was a musician. Oh, because the father who abandoned them yeah. was a musician. Yeah. I get my, it. My family it would let me stretch. be a doctor because that's what my father did who abandoned me. <laughs> 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 no medicine in this family. <laughs> 
<laughs> it does feel a little like convenient screenwriting. Like yeah. we have to get to this part. And I think most fairy tales are based on some kind of like outrageous thing like yeah. that. Like they banned dancing or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, Footloose, Footloose is a fairy tale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite Disney princess. But it's just such a ridiculous <laughs> premise. I thought that, and and I don't know, the music wasn't that great. I just didn't buy... Uh, and like that everyone was this, I first of all I didn't want to watch a skeleton play guitar like the idea of bones <laughs> on a know, and I'm strings like yeah. on a fret <laughs> that makes me go like yeah. yeah I just didn't like any of that I love the twist though What's the twist I, I don't want to give it away to people oh, okay. it's a good twist that it's not the father that it's the opposite oh, guy Oh that was a great right. twist that was a great I twist. Cried, I cried at that movie. I loved you it. You cried. I did. It's, okay. I mean, I cry at every movie. It's it was not hard. It was yeah. really nice to look at. It's really pretty. The it's colors so were really pretty. nice. I loved it. Yeah. It's my it's my favorite Disney movie in the last few, like few years probably. It definitely okay. it definitely uh, stomped out Moana. I and I loved Moana too. Ooh, I didn't see Do you Moana. like Moana? No. But All those tattoos kids. on the rocks thing. <laughs> Tattoos that come to life and dance around your body. Uh, yeah, I don't care real. for that. No. You didn't like it because you don't like tattoos? It no, encourages children to get tattoos. Yeah, this big lug. I don't know. Well, okay. That's I, there was, thing is like, that's the Rock funny. did sing a good song in that. I, I liked the music in that a lot, too. Okay, well, uh, yeah, the You're music welcome. is great. Yeah. It just is like... I, Aren't kids gonna tire of this perfect animation, like yeah. the stuff that all looks like real life? It's like, why don't we just watch live action then? It's just, it looks too good. D- yeah. Doesn't any, isn't anyone yearning for like a shitty Little Mermaid kind of two D? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cartoon just crank anymore? it out and throw it out. But they're there. gonna be used to this though. You yeah, know? and then what's next? Yeah. yeah, they will tire of it when they turn our age yeah, and you realize yeah. I'm not supposed to be watching children's <laughs> cartoons. That's really what it comes down yeah, to. I it's mean, really not for us. Tom, yeah. do you cry from movies? Yeah, I cry. Sp- anything with, um, I would cry during some movies earlier in my life. Yeah. But now anything with a uh, with daughters in it. Right. Father's daughter. I have two daughters. So anything that. Anything that. So like anything Judd Apatow makes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Crashing. Uh, what was the one? Uh, Lady Bird. Oh, When yeah. she's so going good. off to college. Dude, I was watching at home alone. My my um, wife and children were away. Yeah. And I was literally just watching it in my living room by myself. And uh-huh. she's getting ready. She's going to college. All that angst of leaving uh-huh. the house. Just Balling. The oh, Lori yeah. Metcalf scene where the camera's yes. on her face for like two minutes straight when she's driving, driving. around the airport. I lost it. Yes. So good. I, I don't uh, have kids or anything. I saw that movie so. with my mom, and we were both feeling a lot of things because that was yeah. that was yeah. set in my senior year. Like it was, uh-huh. everything was the same. Really? And there's... She's like going off to do last comic standing yeah. instead of college. <laughs> <laughs> was that your relationship? Were you kind of um, fighting at that moment? You know what I really related to was the scene where she pulls out a checkbook and says, how much did it cost to raise? me how much did oh, everything yeah. can i write you a check so i never have to feel burdened to you ever again and yeah. i feel like it, it not that my parents ever hold that over my head but they did support me when i first started in comedy and spent a lot of money for me like you know yeah. bouncing checks and everything that i did or with you know uh they, they covered me a lot, and I yeah. always just feel like I just want to pay them back and be like, let's start from nothing and yeah. just build our relationship from here. With We're no- equal. Yeah. yeah. So I liked that scene where she was like, let me write you a check. I just want to write you a check for everything so she, <laughs> so she can just do what she wants and not yeah. have to ever feel bad. Yeah. Um, 
But, oh. Uh, oh, man, we lost Carlos. Carlos, will you call back in? Carlos just yeah, called in to tell us that, because um, I was saying that in Coco, <laughs> it, it upset me that the, they were like, no music. And he goes, Mexican families often ban really simplistic yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carlos, call back in, 844-COMEDY-9. Um, I want to find out what your family banned you from doing. It'd be funny if doing. Carlos was just like a white guy in, like, in like Canada. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I think Mexicans do a lot of weird shit. That's what I hear. <laughs> do you cry during movies? Um, You know, not often enough. There was one time. You know what movie got me more than anything? And I must have been going through something. was City of Angels. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, it, it is a sad Which one ending. was that? Uh, Meg Ryan, Nicholas Nick Cage. Cage. He's an oh, angel. Oh, right. Cool, oh, yeah. That's There's the movie big... that made the song Iris big. Iris? The uh, Goo Goo Dolls song. Don't want the whole right. Yeah, that was in the trailer. Me. That was the whole reason I saw that movie. Well, I don't <laughs> think that... The... Oh, when she's riding that bike down a hill, I'm yeah, just like, right. the movie's over. This is great. And then, bam, something <laughs> happens. And I remember... my. I went to go see it with my friends in eighth grade, I remember. And I remember sobbing so <laughs> so uncontrollably during the credits that I yeah. couldn't get it together and I remember them looking at each other like what is happening right now and I didn't even know That's so, so I think it can serve like uh, you know sometimes I watch something just to to cry just so I can get it out my like, wife cries during commercials oh wow yeah like, Good for her. Everyone in the family is always like, if there's any kind of sentimentality, yeah. the kids all just look over at her and it's like, mom's crying. Mom's <laughs> wow. crying. Yeah, it's a tire commercial, but the, but the <laughs> grandmother was unhappy. They look over. Yep, she's crying. I love people that can get to get to it that quickly yeah. I, I just can't it's it's i'm really stuffed up like i just got a bunch of um missed calls from this guy in uh st. in st louis like a, uh -huh. a, a friend of mine a comedian friend who would never call me right. like ever we would text if we yeah. ever but i got two missed calls from him this morning and i'm like someone in the st louis comedy scene has died uh. clearly and so i called during a break and it was just a butt dial and i was disappointed because i do want to cry and i <laughs> don't like have cry. anything to cry but i was literally disappointed that an imaginary person who i don't even know didn't yeah. die this next clip involves Rich Voss, a beloved comedian. He dropped by the show, literally wasn't scheduled, walked into the studio to talk to us about um, many things, uh, one of which was his 10-year-old daughter, who I'm terrified of and is a frightening bully, and who bullied Ian Fidance, who is with me right now. Yes, she Quite is severely. terrifying and snake-tongued uh, yes. and an evil being. Rich Voss is a legend and his daughter is legendarily mean. Yes, and you'll find out what she did to Ian and in this segment here. <laughs> oh my God, I wish I could pull up. I'm going to try to find it on the break, but Raina bullied him so viciously. Oh, on, the, on the way to a gig, I heard. On, uh, well, on the way to a gig, but then via text message. Oh. She, they were texting each other, and she was with a bunch of kids in this room when we were f filming this movie. Ian was also in the movie. Uh -huh. And, oh, here it is. Oh, my God. This is <laughs> this is Raina flicking Ian off, saying, go suck a dick. No, she didn't say that, did she? Yes, oh she texted oh, him, go suck kid. a dick. And he said, okay. <laughs> oh, can I read some of the conversation between Ian? And then Ian flicked her back. Oh, okay. oh, what a real boy. boy. But listen, listen to this conversation. You're going to your freak out. Um, this is this is a bunch of kids in a hotel room bullying Ian, and Ian is texting them. Hey, fuckface, come find us, unless you're a pussy. Fuck you, dick, cocksucker, <laughs> pussy licker, ball sucker, fuckface. Is this Ian or the kids? <laughs> <laughs> 
I found a crack in the wall today. It reminds me of you. (laughs) (laughs) Crack addict, you probably watch hentai porn. You're a furry, the bad kind. (laughs) Look it up. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, that wasn't my kid. Those were the other kids. My kid's not that smart. (laughs) Ian writes back. Ian writes back, that's not cool. And he goes... (laughs) Raina writes back, you're not cool. (laughs) You are not respecting the rules of God. Of what? Of God? Of God? He sent me these screenshots and I was crying laughing at how funny Raina was. And he goes, goes, I get joking around and having fun, but that's hateful and people have died hearing. Oh, so she calls him a really, really bad word. And he goes, and people have died hearing that word and that's not okay. And he, she said, you are standing under God. <laughs> I can't even say oh my God. So I guess she found out that Ian fucks guys. <laughs> so she is, she's, I'm so sorry to, to share what your daughter wrote. Um, he, go, he goes, that's not cool. And she goes, you are standing under God fucking fucking men that's not cool (laughs) (laughs) which clearly she knows it's fine um he said uh (laughs) then ian goes plus what you're saying is wildly offensive considering you're all fucking gay anyway (laughs) and then um oh god what and then she sent him uh just flicking him off saying you're you're go suck a dick and uh just violent things there was other kids in the room yeah my kid's not that vile because the other day on the phone Go suck a dick with your daughter's face. Giving it was the other kids. It was the other kids. <laughs> yeah, that's the other kids. They, made her, they photoshopped that. This is that. so hilarious. It's not. I, I wish I could share it with you guys, but it is just a, a, a just a delighted child, a beautiful child, <laughs> flicking off the camera so delightedly, oh, and God. another kid in the background also flicking. It's a live. It's a live one. She too, looks I can evil play. in that. She looks so yeah. evil. <laughs> Look at your child. God, she's so funny. Um, yeah, but it, at a ten-year-old's not to be so, not supposed to be so funny. <laughs> that but is so I, funny. As I said, because she's a straight A, she's a good kid. She is a good but kid. We put her. <laughs> but what we, a no, boy. here's the thing: we bring her to a club with all comics that are mean, funny, whatever. Yep. It's like putting her in a prison yard, and yes, and, and, you know. So she she's going to pick up a thing or two. She grew up around comics since. She was two months old. You know, Bonnie, I, when Bonnie did a special, I was sitting with Raina in, you know, holding yeah. her as, you know, a two-month-old baby. She's been with comics since, you know, and comics are smart, they're quick, witty, and mean at times. So yeah, she's no, absorbed they're, they're all so of that. They're so smart. Hey, yes. gay ones. Yeah. <laughs> Ian's really not really representing brilliant. us well in those well, I, said, I said comics. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Anchorman and The Office's David Keckner was in studio and talked to us about his marriage and how much work it takes and what he does to make it work. This was really, um, he said he was surprised after this interview that he wasn't drunk because we got into so much like deep stuff that it seems like a drunken conversation. So here's David Keckner sober, but talking about feelings. David Keckner and Rob Mayer are here. They are going to be at Gotham Comedy Club Friday, Saturday, uh, 8 and 10 p.m. shows. Go to GothamComedy.com for tickets. Um, yeah, it's, it, what made you pull the trigger, David? Uh, when we got married, you know what? I'd never met a person like my wife mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I just knew 
that's it. There's, yeah. I'm never going to meet a person like this where I felt completely comfortable, absolutely 100% able to be myself. Yes. Uh, she just so happened to be from the Midwest. We met on an airplane going from Kansas City to Los Angeles. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you the story. Yeah. I don't have the time we have. So um, I'd been on Saturday Night Live the year before. And so it's it's uh, it had been Christmas 1996. And we we're all on the same flight going out to L.A. It's a 1014 flight. It's Vanguard Airlines, which is no longer uh, available. <laughs> but it's like Southwest. Where you, you, they didn't give you a seat assignment. You just uh, go get a, a plastic ticket. And so I walk in the airport. And so uh, it's three days before New Year's. And I'd been back to Tipton, Missouri, visiting my family, and she'd been back to Kansas City visiting her family. And so I'm waiting in line to get my ticket, and her brother Pat goes, Dave, why aren't you going to New York? And I'm looking at this guy like, how do I know him? Well, <laughs> Pat's just one of those guys that's always overly familiar, especially with celebrities, right? Wow. So I'm looking at him, and I see this really attractive woman next to him. Like, I talked to him for a second, and then I sat down. She plops down beside me, and then she said, my brother Pat, I'm like, oh, okay, brother, says I should invite you to my New Year's Eve party. She gives me her business card. She starts talking, and she says, I usually have a celebrity, but I haven't gotten a celebrity this year. And I said, well, I'll come to your party, but you still won't have a celebrity. This was a long time ago. <laughs> so anyway, she's from a family of six kids. I'm from a family of six kids. And then halfway through this thing, she tells wow. me, hey, by the way, it doesn't bother me that you've had a stroke. Now, anyone that knows me, and they think I do this on purpose, my right lip goes down when I talk, right, or smile. And uh, I said, well, thank you very much, but I have not had a stroke. <laughs> <So, laughs> anyway, it's a great pickup She's line. like, I yeah. accept you for you. Yes. What you're a like, good exactly. nag. You're exactly. not really great. Great. So they saved me a seat on the plane, and I was a little bit hesitant, like, oh, you know, they know we're TV, blah, blah. And uh, so I sit there, and she and I are flirting right away. And halfway through the flight, Pat says, Dave, are you attracted to my sister? Because I know, that's Pat. Lee, I think you've met your match. And I reached over and I touched her knee and I said, what do you think? And she doesn't say a word because at the time she said she was thinking, I know he's going to be around a long time because that guy's going to be my husband. Aww. So then I gave her, uh, she gave me a ride home that night. I was living in the Hollywood Hills. Thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> I think on the way home, I was uh, I was joking. I said, we're probably going to eat there. We're going to eat there. She's thinking, I know because we're getting married. And so that night, I think I gave her a kiss on her hand, and then, uh, what it was, two or three days, she couldn't remember my name. So I called her work, <laughs> and she told everybody at work about the plane ride, and she met her husband, blah, blah, blah. And so I called a day or two before uh, uh, New Year's, and the, the receptionist covers the phone and says to Lee, Lee, it's airplane. Airplane's on the oh phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lee was like, told the receptionist, get his name. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so airplane. I could say oh, that uh, my wife and I have been together since the moment we met. That, I mean, oh, wow. truly. Wow. That is yep. amazing. Yep, yep. God. That's so nice. Five kids and three dogs later, 20 years. And Five I say this, kids? And I said to Craig this morning, we were walking around, I said, you know what, I think... Uh, we're in the best spot we've ever been in terms of the marriage. Really? Yeah. Tell, tell me why. I don't know why. It There just seems to be a great deal of peace and comfort. Oh, that's so yeah. good. Yeah. Do you Have you been to therapy before? Yes. Have you had to... How far... Oh, we started in therapy. Oh, that's uh, we great. Were, we were having um, arguments early, and I was like, this, you know, I like this woman. Let's let's go figure this out. So then we went to couples therapy, and Lee doesn't mind I tell the story, because uh, Lee thought, oh, I don't need this. And the therapist said, Lee, I'd like to see you by yourself next week. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
You it's won always... therapy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, so team airplane. We, we go, and every once in a while we go for tune-ups. and Because yeah. uh, communication breaks down, and there's no reason for it to break down. You, you start building up walls. And I, I say this, too. The, the best advice I've ever gotten from a therapist was soften your heart. Because when you're in an argument, you start building up walls and building a case that doesn't exist uh-huh. against the other person. Mm. And if you soften your heart, you start to realize, like, oh, you know what? That's it's me. It's not her. Yes. It's my problem. And yes. you know, I'm deciding not to deal with it. Plus, soften there's another book heart. called The Five Love Languages. We all love experience, yeah. we'll experience love so in a big. different way. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, what's your love language? Uh, compliments or just being nice to me. Yes. Yeah, and what is your the, wife's? She likes uh, uh, compliments and uh, human Tequila. touch. And what do you say? Tequila. Yeah, that, that love languages has really changed some people's perspective yep. on things because essentially what the book is, if you haven't heard of it, it's like there's five different love languages where we feel loved when we receive either gifts, compliments, human touch, um, quality time, or acts of service. And sometimes it's a combination of those things yes. or little pieces. Yes. And it's, it's just, you know, it's not something you'd, no, or you want to say, I need this because then you seem selfish or needy or then you're vulnerable, which is always a tough spot to be in in a relationship. And you think the other person can just read your mind yes. and know what yeah. you want, but actually people are only operating from what they want. And so a, a lot of times in relationships, you'll give your partner the things that you actually want mm-hmm. and it's not what they want. Exactly. Because we're not empathizing enough with yeah. that a person that we could be in love with could have a totally different perception and yeah. experience than us. And then you might be mad because the person didn't react the, the way yeah. you wanted them yeah. to. To the thing that them, they didn't yes, even want. In the first sure. place. So there's mm-hmm. irony all yeah. around. It is O. Henry's Gift of the Magi every day. One of my favorite segments so far, we had Remy Casimir from the How Come podcast, a podcast about the fact that she realized as a 27-year-old woman she could not orgasm and had not had an orgasm and she wanted to find out why. This is a, a fun conversation. Ian Fidance was there with us. Um, enjoy it. Well, yesterday, it's weird that you said Isn't this weird? because I, don't know. I, had, hate them. I only had an hour before I had to go to this dinner and, um, and I needed to like still shower and stuff. And so I had 30 minutes and I was like, I need to meditate and masturbate. So I'm going to combine. I'm see if I can combine the two. Whoa. And it was the first time I've ever done that. It's so weird you just said that. That is very strange. Because, okay, so what I did, and this is so intense, but, and I'm, I'm just going to look at you when I say it because yeah. I feel too weird talking about things being in me. Yeah. <laughs> I just put up my hand to block Tom's face and he like moved to the side so that I had to see him. He wants me to look him in the eyes. Yeah, face, face your fears. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, today's podcast is, or today's radio show is all about facing our fears. It's immersion and therapy. So, Tom. <laughs> oh, no. I hate this. <laughs> ah, it's come full circle, Tom. Uh, I come full circle. That's so weird. Uh, your cum is like the Kim Kardashian uh, yeah, break the, the ass internet, milk thing <laughs> Over your head into a champagne glass on your ass. <laughs> Come full circle. Uh, break the internet because no one wants to look at it again. <laughs> yeah, the internet's, the internet's done. been shut down. <laughs> I need so, to see a photo the like final that image now. That was too much. If anyone does porn, please. And I'm like, Can somebody I'm Photoshop like, that. Please, please. And I'm like grinning at them. Please Photoshop Tom coming and it spraying behind his head. <laughs> like the Kim Kardashian <laughs> picture. Oh my god. Make sure you pick a hot bodied dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it says, Tom. please break the. Internet. Please. <laughs> 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 
Uh, we're, I look forward to those being tweeted at, 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 oh, at us, at UPSXM. Um, I'll get to what I did with the meditation because I think it's going to tie into all the toys and stuff you yeah. find out about because I did use a toy and meditate with it and it just didn't, it's hard, to, you can't meditate, you can't do TM at least and have something in you vibrating. Yeah. It's a little bit distracting. <laughs> your thoughts go in a certain way. Your mantra becomes, oh, can't oh, that be your this mantra? This is what I wanted to say. <laughs> so my so my my vibrator, I have a thing called like a it's a, one of the rabbit ones, but I got like this Do you like that? Not really, no. but it's like all okay. I have right yeah. now. So um it's like this thing that goes like <laughs> and then it has the rabbit part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But literally the sound it makes is so I recorded it once. Let me see if I can find it. So the sound it makes is so insane. Um but it and it will change frequency based on like where it is in me yeah. or like based on how like if you listen to something over and over it's like Yanny and Laurel. Like it, <laughs> it will based on where it is, it will sound Yanny. differently. So yesterday I swear to god let me just find the recording of it first. Oh, Dude, when you describe this and you play the sound, it reminds me of like a Spider-Man villain. Huh. Yeah. Like of what this thing would look like with uh -huh. like the claws and like yeah. the sound. Oh, it's so gross. Do it with your it's mouth. So gross. Do some Foley work. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wait. I know that I I fucking have the rabbit because it's the only like sex it? toy people oh, wait, knew about because yeah, of speaker. Sex in the City. <laughs> sounds like a kid trying to be annoying. Okay, so it sounds like it those sounds things like... in Harry Potter that you pull I them mean, out of the dirt evil. and oh, then yeah. the mandrakes. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> it sounds like that's like Jim yeah, Carrey yeah, and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a while, I was hearing. <laughs> Mommy, 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 mommy. <laughs> and then yesterday, when I had it in me, it was going, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. No, no. It you look great. Writing. You look great John Mulaney's in my pussy. <laughs> so, guys, that was the podcast. I hope you um, got a good sense of what the show is. And if I know... Um, and if I'm predicting right, I think that you're going to want to hear more. And you do. Here's how you hear more. You get a Sirius XM subscription. It is way cheaper than you think it is. Believe me. Look into it. I think it's about 15 bucks a month. Get on board. You get tons of channels. And you get our show on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM Channel 95. Eight hours of programming from us a week with celebrities, comedians, stories, truth-telling, jokes. Lisping. Lisping. Uh, just so much fun. And we want you on board, and we want you to be a squirter, so won't you join us? We'll see you next week on The Best Of, but get on board and stay with us live every morning from 10 to 12 Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 95 Comedy Central Radio. It's you up with Nikki Glazer. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.